Welcome to the Bond Brain. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Bud West. Welcome back to the Bond Brain for a look at the Netflix series Spycraft final episode and how it compares to the Bond series. A look at the real espionage and how much it's really represented in the Bond series. And this one is more history than technique. So I won't go too deep into this. History is not really my uh, forte within the Bond community, but it does have some time to the Bond world or the Bond films. And if I told you the names of the characters, Alec Trevelyan, Miranda Frost, Silva, you'll know where this is going. It's talking about double agents, traitors, recruits who have decided to spy against their own country for a foreign power or in the case of the Bond movies, you know, the the current evil villain. And it really goes into some of the roles that take place when these things occur, some of the recruiting methods. And I'm not talking about some of the things that, that were in the previous episode of So Much Sexpionage. This goes into people who do this voluntarily. Predominantly, this episode is about those who step up and say, hey, I've got access and I want to spy for my country. And it really talks about people in the higher ranking positions. So it is really indicative of a Silva or a Trevelyan. They have a, a euphemism they use for recruiting these type of individuals, and they call it MICE, M-I-C-E. They usually are able to bring these people on board for money, ideology, compromise, or ego. Now, compromise is is kind of a separate non-voluntary method, and they go into an example of a man who they put into certain sexual situations. They have pictures, they have video, and they use that to blackmail them. But most of the people they use as examples here fall into the other three categories, the money, the ideology, the ego, or some combination thereof. Uh, They talk about a U.S. naval asset man named John Walker. He was heavily in debt. They used money to get this guy involved, and this guy was spying against the United States for so long that um, he actually set up his own spy ring. He gets his brother involved, his son involved. And ultimately, though, he is betrayed and turned in by his ex-wife. So gentlemen out there, ladies, whoever you are, you really don't want your ex knowing what you're doing if you're going to get divorced. One of the more interesting individuals, I think, is, and and again, this show really seems to center on the U.S. and not so much the U.K., but it really is the same type of thing. And they talk about a guy named Aldrich Ames. And Aldrich Ames was actually a CIA case officer, and he volunteered his services to the KGB for money. Uh, He was in the midst of a divorce. He had a new girlfriend. She liked expensive things and he was dead set to get her these things. And he ultimately ended up giving up like 13 people who ended up being killed. Think of Skyfall. I mean, there is the whole premise. Silva's giving up known operatives who ultimately end up being executed. The other thing with Ames and People were executed. I hate to say I find it funny, but if anyone has ever seen the Christopher Reeve Superman series and you know that Richard Pryor is embezzling money, and I'm paraphrasing here, but the CEO of the the company where he's stealing money from and he stole millions is kind of 
there's a very funny scene where he's he's standing at the window of his office in the high rise and he's looking down at the parking lot and he says, how are we ever going to catch this guy? And then Richard Pryor pulls into the parking lot in a Lamborghini. And basically, that's how this Ames guy got caught. He goes to Europe and suddenly comes back and he's wearing fine Italian suits and he's driving a Jaguar. And it was actually his, quote, sudden wealth that threw up a red flag and ultimately they hunt this guy down they go into a member of the dia now a lot of people have never heard of the dia in the u.s we have the nsa the national security agency we have the cia the central intelligence agency but just like in the uk with mi6 uh, we have the dia and the dia is the defense intelligence agency and they go into a lady who was high ranking and she was a spy for cuba within the u.s government and did it all for ideology. She did not agree with the way the U.S. government was handling its relationship with Cuba and other world powers. Now, one of the things they go into I thought was really interesting, and it really ties back to, say, the Silva character, is uh, the ego piece. And how much, and there's actually a CIA psychiatrist in the show that talks about how ego is a big, powerful motivator. And then they go into a man who actually years ago I read a book on a trader named Robert Hansen. And Hansen is is sort of a uh, combination of ego and greed. Hansen is actually an FBI agent who specializes in counterintelligence and the different methods to tracking down other spots. When in fact he himself was spying and he volunteered to do so. He ended up earning something like a million dollars and giving away other spies who ended up being executed. And with Hansen, you really see a lot of the Silva in him. He was uh, a very egotistical individual. He wanted the money. And he actually started spying when he was passed over for a promotion that he felt he deserved. So you, you see a little bit of that in, you know, in the Silva character in, in Skyfall. I mean, Silva is, you know, M says he's operating outside of his brief. Um, and he thinks he should be allowed to do that without her giving him up. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is a pretty good episode. It's a look at how the Bond movies use some real world pieces in there. I was kind of surprised that the episode didn't go into the more recent Edward Snowden, because obviously that occurred before this episode was kicked out. Um, And it didn't go into a guy named Oleg Gordievsky. And I always pronounce that name wrong. Oleg Gordievsky. And if you get a chance, take a look at the couple of books out there. You can do a search on his name and you can find there's a couple of history books on Oleg Gordievsky. And it's another example of an ideology type of situation He was a very high-ranking KGB colonel, I believe was the rank he achieved, who was selling secrets and giving them back to MI6 and ultimately who ultimately shared them with the CIA in the United States. And Gordieski is just an exciting story. He ends up getting caught and hauled back to Russia and makes a dramatic escape. And it's just really just an incredible story with what the guy went through to spy on his own nation. And then it goes into the fact toward the end that, you know, good spies do a lot of damage. And and again, that's the Silver character, the Frost character. They do a lot of damage and ultimately plays more into the real world than someone would think. They do also make a point before the show is over that they there is a belief today that there are more spies active in the world now than ever before. So it may seem like an overused 
plot device. But the truth of the matter is, it is something that intelligence agencies throughout the world are dealing with on a daily basis, and the belief that there's just so many more of these. And the fact that they know flat out that any really good spy, this guy Hansen, Anna Montes, who spied for Cuba, Aldrich Ames, and you can go back to the World War II era and pull other names out of the hat there's a long list and they've done a lot of damage a good spy does a lot of damage so when they turn these people it's huge it is absolutely huge and the funny thing is some of these people just turn on their own and they really kind of go into that and i love the fact that they have a psychiatrist on here from the cia and he talks about motivation and the different things that spur people to you know become a traitor and commit treason so really big link into the Bond movies. I don't think it's overdone at all. If there was a traitor in every Bond movie, it apparently would not be, you know, over the board and out of line. So very good episode. That's the last of the spycraft. I'm kind of sorry to see this end. I'm hoping that there's more information and it turns out that there is a uh, second season to this series, but spycraft is at an end and taking a look at this. And thank you all, as always, for listening to the Bond Brain and the Bond Brain will return. 